recording start recording all right guys this is the first episode of the moonfolk den podcast so i have i have dark lad with me i have vape juice and i have morbid so i guess we can start with a little quick introduction of everyone so who wants to go first Oh, look, look, dark. Go first. Nigga, he said who wants to go first. He didn't say who the fuck. <laughs> Come on now. Okay, okay, okay. I'll go first. Hello. Hey. My name is Morbid. Or at least that's what I go by. Hello, Morbid. Why does shit sound like a rehab? <laughs> <laughs> it does sound, bro. You've never even been to rehab before, bro. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like an AA meeting in, like, movies, like. But anyway, Hi, you, my name is Morbid, and then you're all you, supposed to reply. You stated, you stated the topic, right? Huh? What topic? Oh. um, Oh, I was just going to do introductions, and then we go into that. That's all right. Okay, um, all right. Introduction is, what's up, everybody? So, where did they go? Today, we're going to talk about. Does meme culture ruin artists? I feel like the culture, it does ruin artists because when certain memes go on, it can either hurt their reputation, which most of the times it does. Am I right? I mean, yes and no, because if you're like, if you in, if you lump in like, let's say TikTok and stuff like that, that can also make your career. So I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of yes and no. Alright, hold on, hold on. What's the definition of meme rap, though? Like, what's the true definition? Like, definition, definition of fucking meme rap. Well, well, me. Oh, is it meme rap though? Yeah, it's meme rap. I mean, you have people like uh, Ugly God, you know. I think I think Ugly Guy kind of started the meme rap scene, right? Wait, I thought you were referring to more like Chance the Rapper. I love my wife. I love my wife. Ah! <laughs> well, yeah, we could talk about that too. Cause that's what I thought. That's what I thought the question was. Really, it's more of like our memes ruining it for artists. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. You think it's ruining it for the artists? Mm. Right, hold up, hold up. When I think about meme rap, I think about Mario Judah, Lil Boom, Young Gravy, fucking. You know oh, what and don't Lil and Mayo. don't just. Uh, wait, have, you, have you heard wait, of Lil Young Mayo. Gravy? Yes. But um, what I was oh shit um, what yeah, I was saying a was uh, Young Gravy. Uh, <laughs> don't just limit this to um, what's it said, like uh. To just rap in general, like you know, like artists, like you know, people who are on like, Twitter, stuff like that, also. That's what I'm saying. I think who... it, I think it generally can ruin, ruin people's careers, though. I really do. Not everybody's career, but I feel like memes have ruined people's careers in some sort of form. But a lot of memes have also like given people careers. If you think about it, because there are people who literally make money just to make memes. You're kind of right. You got, a, you, you got a point. You got a point. So if we look at a person like Mario Judah, do you think he became, you know, the artist he is because of a meme? Or was yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. Well, we don't know the artist who he is. 
It's TikTok, bro. So TikTok. Yeah, but then like, was it intentional? Was it intentional <laughs> yeah, to be a meme? What right? Was question. it intent? That's that is the question. Is it intentional to be a meme, or did you just become a meme? Because there's a lot of people who never mean to become a meme, and they do. Yeah, and they like see, blow wonder, up and get I super wonder, crazy. I wonder if these artists are met by a label, and they're like, "Let's create a meme," you know, and that meme is going to get you really successful. Like, I, I really think that's what goes on behind closed doors now. Like, um, maybe not necessarily a meme, but it's definitely like, you know, these little challenges, like, you know, the, like a prime example, the busted challenge that you see all over TikTok and, you know, terrorizing yeah, 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 Twitter yeah. timelines and shit. The busted challenge is a great example, bro. You have all these Instagram thoughts, rappers, female rappers, especially doing the busted challenge for free clout. The bust it challenge. Bust it challenge. It's like what? What were they? Were they twerk on camera? Uh, it's base. Okay, when you say it like that, yeah, no. It's basically like you know they get. Basically, you start off the video. You you start off in bum. You start off the video like bummy. You're in like some sweats or like you know like some sweats or something, whatever. And then once the beat drops, you get into like a nice dress, and then like you get on your knees. Oh, that challenge. Yeah. Okay, I'm Oh, I didn't even know. Like there, like... like when you describe it so basic, it's like, oh yeah, uh, whatever Cardi B is doing right this moment. Like no, nigga, like you gotta give like context. Okay, well I didn't know much about the Busted Challenge. All I know is there's a bunch of how do you not what? Oh, oh yeah, on my page doing the Busted Challenge where they're just twerking. Oh yeah, you you guys, you guys aren't like on like social media like I am. So I was like, yeah, no, that I, makes sense. Oh, I am. What, dude? I'm on Instagram every day. So how how do you what? So that that doesn't add up even more. I just live under a rock, guys. Yeah, so it's like if she's getting it and you're not, where's the disconnect? Like, I'll give you an instance. Okay, okay, to change to move on. I will give you an instance. Well, not to move on, but I mean like I, I need this question <laughs> answered. We can go back to the topic. Okay, okay, wait, wait say it again. Like how like how how'd you Never mind, it's dumb. Right. Anyways, <laughs> how are you? How are you so oblivious on the internet? How am I oblivious? I don't know because I only pay attention. <laughs> yeah. I only pay That's attention to things. That to get how are you so oblivious on the internet? I'm yeah. Trying to answer the question here. So <laughs> I only pay attention to things I really give a fuck about, and I kind of <laughs> just glance over the stuff that's kind of bullshit. So I kind of glanced over the. Uh, Busted challenge. I'm like, okay, it's just a female twerking. Cool. That, that's how I came to that conclusion. I don't know right now, but all right. You're looking a little. You're looking a little curved answer. hand right now. You feel me? <laughs> but did y'all all see uh, Nate Robinson get knocked out? Oh, don't fucking there, remind me. No, but I I heard about it. <laughs> don't okay, fucking so, remind me. That was depressing. I'm, I'm, hold up, hold up. I'm going to give y'all an instance of where a meme could ruin your career. Oh. I feel like that meme ruined his career because everybody was doing the Nate Robinson challenge where they were just laying, you know, laying straight down, you know, knocked out. And some of them were wearing, you know, boxer, boxer shorts. But, I mean, he was already retired. And also, he won two dunk contests. Like, you can't. Like, I mean, Jake Paul did him dirty, but, I mean, you can't take away winning two dunk contests, especially being, like, 5'9". Motherfuckers, like, probably my height. 
You right. Oh, what that general. But I feel like the meme kind of ruined his like career now, and everybody just is gonna remember him as the nigga who got knocked out by Jake Paul. Cause I mean, it can ruin your career, but here's the thing: you have to. I don't think that's gonna have any long-term effects with Nate Robinson, versus like someone like Chance the Rapper who has kind of had a case building up against himself because he has essentially had like I would say a few memes running against him because you have to remember you have the i love my wife one you have the you have the fact that he's super sensitive and remember when he was uh, taking down reviews of uh yeah 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 of his uh mixtape like they like one meme isn't gonna kill you is my main point what i'm getting at but a few of them stacking up onto each other will what's your opinion on that dark on Chance the Rapper, you yeah. what, like, I don't know. You think re- memes ruined his career? Not really. I think he ruined his career himself. <laughs> yeah, like. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, it, like you Honestly, have to. This cancel culture bullshit can, like, get, like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's a lot of things that can, you know what I'm saying, make an artist not get fucked nowadays. And. Memes are a part of it, but, like, this cancel culture bullshit is hitting heavier than anything, to be honest. So, I I, I don't know, bro. Is it really? Like... You're saying the cancel culture is is basically canceling the artist, not the meme itself. Yeah, not really the meme. Because, like, niggas are like... How do I explain it? Like, niggas will become a meme, but there are people like that actually, like, drag it. Drag it like, oh... Like, like I, Russ? I can't explain it. Nah, nah, not Russ. Nah, I don't know. I can't explain it. I'm gonna just shut the fuck up. No, no, you got, bro. You gotta explain. You gotta, you gotta keep going. You, you were going somewhere with this. I, I feel like, like once like niggas get the spotlight, that's when everything like gets unbared. You know what I'm saying? Especially nowadays, like with Chance Rapper with all these meme allegations of him like removing his mixtape reviews and all this bullshit. Like, hold up. It's been dragged to that point, I feel like. It really, really... I don't know, nigga. Why y'all got me under the spotlight? Next, please. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like we kind of just, like... We kind of, like, did a course on that. But, I mean... You want to introduce the next one? No, I just... Next person. If anyone knows what I'm talking about. Hey, Morby, do you have anything to add to this? I feel like the meme itself goes, you know, like the meme itself goes to the culture. And then you have a bunch of these, like, I guess, women who are like, okay, we don't like this. And they get together and they just cancel the person. But I mean, is a meme an old tweet? That's kind of different. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't be like, there's a difference between an old tweet resurfacing and that being a meme. There's a clear difference. Yeah, but in order to be become a meme, it's it, it it it's something you've done, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, it, it's usually something you've done bad or something like that. I mean, it's not always. Yeah, bad. but I mean, someone dropping f bombs like when they were twelve isn't like reviewed isn't regarded in the same memey lane as like someone slipping on a banana or something. I mean, it depends on your context of humor. You kind of right. Uh, um, like, I, I guess, 
I guess then the meme being a meme being a meme and being somebody who just made a bad mistake are two different things. Two different things, yeah. So but I like, guess how do you like this is what I mean? Like, how do you like label someone under like meme artist or like you know what I'm saying? Like, what what does a person do to be put under that type of you know what I'm saying demeanor? Or, you know what I'm saying, persona. Persona of what? Like, of what's the definition of a, a meme rap rapper or a meme artist? Or, I, I'll you give you an instance. I'll give you an instance. Like I said, you, you know who Ugly God is, right? Yeah, but, like, how was Ugly God a meme rapper? Because he, his career was built off of memes. You don't remember all the water memes and the, you know, like, when you begin? You don't remember that? But is that like ah, like ugly yeah, God? Ugly God knew what he was. He was kind of like Waka Flocka. Like he knew what he was, and like kind of just got out. So he's not a meme rapper. He's not. I don't think rapper. so. I don't think so. I mean, he took his, he. I mean, he took the craft serious, more serious than actual meme rappers. Okay, so who do you think is the actual meme rap community, if there is one? Who even knows? Uh, Sad Frosty. Nah, okay. that's kind of like fucked. I mean, that's kind of like, uh, but yeah, it's kind of like, nigga, yeah, sad, frosty, kind of, fucking young, young gravy, Mister, clean, like that, that shit, like that's yeah, like he, meme. Rapper. Yeah, 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 young gravy's definitely a meme rapper. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from because he literally is intentionally making memes, in a sense, right? Pretty much. You know, what, what What do you think, 16? Ah, uh, yeah, more or less. So he's basically... Okay, so it's, it's people like Young Gravy, Sad Frosty, I guess Mario Judah. I don't even know if he's a meme rapper, though, because I guess he's taking his craft serious. I don't know, I like... A meme At this point, he dropped another nigga's mixtape. Not mixtape, album. But I mean, here's the so thing, like, though, like... The thing about that is, he did a better job than Cardi. Like that's the problem with that situation. Like, how do you get? How does someone ship host you, and then unironically do better than you? Cause like I feel like I feel like he did that intentionally because he I guess, I guess he kind of like figured that his album was gonna be trash. Like think about it, it was a business move. He's like, you know what, if I drop this, you know, drop an album, you know, same album, call it the same name and do it better, I'll get more fans. And I, mean, I feel, and he was rewarded for it. So, I mean, yeah. is that like business or is that just him dicking around? I feel like it was him fucking around sometimes. But I don't know if he actually did that on purpose. I think he did it for the memes because there was a lot of memes of whole lot of whole lot of red Judah. So I mean, he yeah. did it better. So it's like, eh. All right, you know, don't know what's the hardest question now. What? Now, how do you pinpoint which niggas are doing it for like a, a a bigger picture, or which niggas are just like you know what I'm saying, just got put in that lane? Because Mario Judah, when I look at Mario Judah, I think that nigga's smart enough to you know what I'm saying, you know, do this shit on purpose. Because the niggas passed out on the stage at Rolling Loud, like that's something. I'm pretty sure that'll go down in history like the Rod Wave shit when Rod Wave fucking collapsed through the fucking stage. This nigga's Mario yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking passes out on stage 
also him this whole whole lot of red publicity mm -hmm. stunt. Mm -hmm. Uh like nigga could be like doing it on purpose. Like mm -hmm. you right. Really makes you think. Are our niggas really industry plans? Yeah, are yeah, and that's a good question. Like uh I think uh Hello Yasin, if that's how you say his name correctly. Sorry if I didn't say it right, but he had he actually talked about that and he was like he really doesn't know if people like Mario Juda are actual industry plants because huh. it's it's like it's like mass so well. Like you can't tell. Like he, he done he did research on Mario Juda okay. and he's like if it is an industry plant you know, it was masked very well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you saw that you saw mean. that you saw that video, right? Where you talked about nah. Mario Juda? Nah, you gotta, you gotta watch it sometimes. So it's like are these people industry plants where they're like the labels kind of like okay you're gonna be a meme we're gonna make you a persona and this is what you're gonna do or are niggas just actually dicking around and making a living you know for themselves without a label you know what's your opinion 16 um i actually want to pass this to morbid because i want to hear like some of her opinions on this because she's been a bit a little silent on this so so I'll re-ask the question, Morbid. Do you think that labels are now making artists do these types of personas and memes? Do you think it's it's all fake? It's all a fake persona made by a label? Morbid? Yeah. I'm passing it over to you. Sorry, I um I got a snack. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Oh. I didn't want to interrupt oh what you guys were talking about, so I just very quickly snuck away and I um, grabbed myself some tortilla chips. Alrighty. So can you so, answer the question? <laughs> just the general question, like, do memes like no, I'm ruin saying, do you think Do you know, like, do do you think like like music labels such as a label for any artist? are actually making these people like do these types of personas you think it's all fake at the end of the day and that people are not digging around it's mm. all it's all just made by you know an, an industry plan you know i think it's i think it's true for most artists who are in what i like to call trendy music so the music that is trending these days Okay. I think most I think most artists are heavily persuaded. They may not be, you know, it may not totally be the producer or the company they work for taking control, but they are very heavily persuaded and pushed to do what the producers want them to do because the producers think they know what the people like, and they want to keep that artist, you know, getting the views and everything. So they'll probably make them do some off the wall ridiculous things. Yeah, that does make me, that definitely does make me wonder, you know, is Mario Judah actually, does he really act like that behind, like, you know, when he's not in front of the people and he's behind closed doors? Maybe he's just some nigga from the street who, who they pulled up into the studio and they're like, you know what, we kind of like your beats. How about we make you into this person? You don't think they did that? I heard, from what I've heard from people who have interacted with him, they say he's like a real genuine dude and like, he, like, he's really dope, like, as a person. So I mean, I and I've heard, and I think he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, I think he did that on his lonesome. Okay, because that doesn't let's, seem let's, something. Let's, no. let's talk about these other rappers. So, do you think there is a rapper like that where they, the industry did it to him? 
where it was Lil just Pump? a persona. Lil Pump, I feel okay. like let's talk about Lil Pump. Okay. Oh God. Okay, so what's your? Are you saying, oh God? Go ahead, Dark. Ah, <laughs> uh, because it's like. Oh, oh sorry, go. Explain, Link. Explain. No, because it's like, ah, oh, like I don't like Little Pump. I used to love him and I hated him in a year. Okay. Because he's yeah. yeah, he's just. So, I I most definitely can't name a rapper because you guys know I don't listen to a whole lot of rap music, okay. and the rap music I do listen to isn't a lot of this whole new shit. But there have been artists within the pop slash hip hop community where their producers have very heavily pushed their influence, like Britney Spears. Mm. Oh, oh, that you know. Talk what? about That's it. A good point. Keep, keep going. Keep going. So with Britney Spears, her producers have basically molded her to be a certain way. Um, Britney Spears is, I don't remember how old she is. I think she's in her late 40s, I want to say. I could be wrong, but I want to say she's in her late 40s. And is just now beginning to get like financial control of her life. Because mm. when she had that breakdown when she was in her 20s, I do believe, they like took all of her like financial control away her personal control basically she didn't have her own rights to herself Ooh. okay which can, which can get taken britney away spears. when britney spears. yeah which can get taken away when your mental health is you know deteriorated too far and it all goes to a guardian and her guardian happened to be i think it was i i want to say i don't i don't remember everything about it i used i was i read all about it when it happened but I want to say it was either her dad or her producer, one of the two, got guardianship over her and, like, controlled her entire life. Like, she couldn't buy a car without letting them know. She couldn't, you know, go do this, that, or the other without letting them know. Any Anything she wanted to buy, she had to crop, she'd check it over with her guardian first. You know, she couldn't go visit places without checking her with her guardian first. Mm. And then... Can so far as to going into why she had this breakdown because the producers that she worked for wanted her to be in that kind of that girly image that Britney Spears has you know the high-pitched voice and the uh the dramatized kind of schoolgirlish features they wanted that to be her permanently so much so like her vocal cords are like damaged because of how high-pitched she had to sing and she'll like never be able to not sing that way. Oh God, it's oh, awful. My. Damn, they I, fucked wow. up. Damn, wow. that's it's, you it's, actually stated a really good point. So basically, it, it's, it's a whirlwind. So there are you, there are artists, especially back in her time, because we're, we're talking 2020, 2020, 2021 right mm -hmm. now. You're talking like okay, back like 2002 all the way to 2010, Britney Spears. Oh, yeah, it's been... So back so then, many... I feel like they could get away with a lot more and they could control mm -hmm. people. Do y'all agree? Oh, yeah, Another, definitely. Yeah, of course. Another um, good example, and this isn't so much as controlling their music, but controlling them as a person. One of my favorite bands, Linkin Park, lead singer Chester Bennington, he killed himself in 2014, I think? That sounds sounds right. about right. Sounds about and right. And he killed himself. Um, and there was... It was 2014, but go ahead, go ahead. I, I want to say it was. That sounds right. But there was a lot of controversy around his death actually being a murder over a suicide. Because Chester Bennington was part... 
was unfortunately sex trafficked as a child because like his dad knew a big time Hollywood producer that sex trafficked him and somebody else that I can't remember whose name at the moment. It'll come to me in a second. But him and Chester Bennington were about to come out with a documentary about all of it, and then they mysteriously died. Wow. Okay. I have read a little bit about the uh, Lincoln Park situation. And it took... And this happened, like, years ago. So it was his producer squashing him to not say anything, to not tell anybody. Meanwhile, Chester's still writing these songs and everything about what's going... About what's been going on in his life. So a lot of people think there's, like, clues within his songs about what was going on. Which could be true, and that's a whole other big conspiracy theory. But it goes, like, way deeper than just controlling people to be a meme or not. Oh, okay. That was, uh, that because, was fairly interesting. Go ahead, 16. I mean, I feel like she touched on a really important point because these labels have a lot of power. They basically own you if you shine a shitty deal. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's that one girl's name? Uh, Cray Sean. They, they're, they, she's basically like a modern day Vanilla Ice in the turn, in the sense that every time her hit song is being played, she's like, she's like, I heard, I think she said she's losing money or something like that. Or she's, Mm -hmm. or she's like 80K in debt. No, $800,000 in debt. Like, it was a ridiculous number that she has to pay back to Sony. I think. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Producers have a lot of power over their artists, which is why kind of it started to become a trend of musicians who don't have produ- producers. You know, who aren't who don't have those ties and connections to Hollywood, working and making their own way up there. You guys, you guys really do have a good point about that. And the the question is, is how far do these labels go? You know. Oh no, they don't is stop. It... They they own you wholeheartedly. They will, or at least they're gonna try to. I mean, if you look, look at, at somebody, um, if you look at somebody like Michael Jackson, or like Disney stars, or even Disney stars, man, like they sign these contracts, and I'm sure in the contracts, like if you read them, because you nobody's gonna read a fucking contract. Unless you unless you're smart and actually you know want a good deal, I'm sure in the contract it's like we can control your assets, your money, you know. I'm um, sure it says that somewhere. I'm sure it does. It's not so much that they're not reading it because obviously they're gonna hire a lawyer. But here's the problem: a lot of the times the lawyer that like a lot of the times the lawyer that they would refer you to you would also be working for the entity. So let's say. So let's say uh, you're an artist and you're going to sign to, let's say, Sony. Sony would, I mean, a lot, there would be a lawyer that someone would recommend to you, but guess what? They're, that lawyer is on Sony's payroll and it's a conflict of interest, uh, but it's one of those, it's so, it's like, it's such a gray area. Yeah. So they're going to work, they're going to work for you to an extent. Mm-hmm. So that's why um oh sorry go ahead. So what you're saying is is that it's all a big like pyramid scheme almost you know when you sign to a label like you could get you you might get hire a lawyer but you still could get fucked up. I mean yeah like even even beyond just the labels like even for like content creators like ourselves like uh 
they were they were MCMs or uh, these multi-channel groups. And essentially, the reason why you would sign to one of them is that they would promise you these grandiose, uh, these grandiose followers. You're gonna be, you're gonna blow up fast. Blah, 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 would, you know, like a basic sales pitch in order to um, uh, get you to sign with them. And and a lot of these YouTubers who are probably like I don't know, at most twenty who don't know anything about business are getting signing these deals, getting some type of money, thinking, oh wow, I finally made it. When really there's when really a split is like thirty seventy or something ridiculous, and then you and then basically the the network essentially owns you until wow. it's up. Go ahead. YouTubers nowadays have it so much harder than uh... YouTubers when YouTube was first starting, because when YouTube was first starting, there wasn't such a thing as making money off of being on YouTube. It didn't yeah. exist until yeah. certain YouTubers really did start to blow up, and only then did they try and scheme, but by then the seasoned YouTubers knew better, and they knew what to expect, and now it's just so much easier because everybody's so much more gullible. Everybody's um, gullible? Hold on, let me, let me, let me prove my point. There... So I think everybody's gullible, but I feel like a lot of it's to do with how society is conditioned now. I feel like People are just so desperate to sell their soul to a company because they want money. Like, they're like, okay, I don't care if I can't control everything. You know, they're just like, fuck it. I want money. I mean, am I right? I would argue against that for both of you guys to answer Morbid first. Her main point was about how um, it's easier. It was easier back then. I would argue it's easier now, but motherfuckers are just lazy because if you do research on how to do certain things, it's so easy. Like, there's tutorials for everything. Like, whether it's on the business side of YouTube or how to set up a stream, you have to just search and look for it. It is there. And a lot of people, and I would argue the average content creator is, has at least wisened up somewhat compared to the average content creator on um like let's say 10 years ago because even the term content creator like even the term content creator to extent um kind of proves that point because they no longer look at it themselves as a youtuber like belonging to one platform by themselves and belonging to one platform they view them as like they just create as, as a living and also for uh vape juice's point which was talking about how um what were we saying again i said i said that people are so desperate nowadays and you're correct they are lazy that they will sell their soul for anything anything related to money bro i'd imagine that's way more for people who blow up for like a year and then that's just kind of it because you don't really because you, while you do hear about those stories, I feel like it's a lot less frequent, if that makes any sense. Okay. I, th I do think it. I do think it's usually the people who blow up for a year. But what about the people like, and I, lo and I love Lil Uzi. I think he's a great artist. But do you think the deal that he signed was him just being desperate? Because his deal was pretty fucked up. I don't know if you've ever tried to view it, but. Um, desperate? 
I mean, sometimes you just can't predict how a deal is going to pan out within a few years, you know? Cause it may, cause it may sound honestly like the shit. I mean, I don't even think. Well, I'm pretty sure Uzi thought he was going to be big, but I don't think he even thought he was going to be as big as an artist as he is. I mean, I don't think anyone really does. So it's like, so it's like that deal that you sign as a smaller artist, just you might just outgrow your deal. That that could just be another thing. You're right. You're cut. Yeah. You're right. I guess he thought he was gonna be a really, a really, uh, a really big artist. Am I cutting out right now? Nah, you're good. No, you're fine. I was saying like I think I thought he was gonna be like I guess he thought he was gonna be a big artist, but he didn't realize, like he wasn't focused on what his actual deal was. I guess it was good for the time being. You get what I'm saying? Like maybe his deal was good for three years and then they kind of fucked him. I guess, so to speak, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he just wasn't doing that good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like he, I think he was doing great. I just feel like when he started to try to actually release music, because it took him forever to drop his, uh, what album was it, Dark? Eternal Take. Well, when he, it took him forever to drop that album, and he wanted to drop it, what, two years prior? I mean, that was all label issues. I mean, he had a finished product, you know, years ago. That's not his fault. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the label started fucking him is what I'm saying. But also, there's a lot of, ah, like, Uzi's situation, yeah, it's so complicated because there's a lot of, there's just so many behind-the-scenes things. It's, I know his situation is nasty, but, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff is even nastier, honestly. Okay. What what, what do you think about the, the Uzi situation, Dark? Dark glass. Is dude dark disconnect? Uh, I'm not sure. Hello? Oh, no. Oh, there he is. Hey, Dark. Hey, Dark. We want to know what you think about the Uzi situation, brother. What Uzi situation? Like his label situation of how they kind of started fucking him over. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I feel like these got a little bit too personal. And, you know what I'm saying? When things get like that personal, you can't really do business. That was really bound to happen. From when I heard about the situation, it, it seemed like it was bound to happen. Yeah. So it was a lot of personal feelings and issues. It wasn't more to say a business issue. Yeah, because, like, it was like baby moms is getting, getting their back, backs blown out. Like, it was very messy. <laughs> it was very messy. Uh, baby moms get their backs blown out. People get cheated on. Uh, personal stuff like personal mm-hmm. beefs. I guess he was beefing with the dude who owned the label or something. Yeah, so, yeah. A lot of like, man, that's. That, I mean, imagine though, you sign a big deal like that, and then two years later, you're beefing with almost everybody within the label. That's yeah. scary, man. I mean, it's happened before though. Look at uh, Hobson. That happened to him. You're right. Oh, that's actually a really good point. Opsis yeah, started beefing with everybody in his label. Yeah, because his producers started taking his money. Um, since we're on since we're on the subject of rappers, Trump might do some good. He says that he's gonna he's he's gonna pardon some big name rappers, and I'm not gonna lie, 
I really hope Kodak and Bobby Schmurter get free. I mean, I at worst, at worst, Bobby Schmurter has a year, and that was, and this is actually going to be his last year of his sentence. Kodak, that, I think he has a much, I think he has a worse charge. It's like another gun possession, and he's a reoffender, and yeah. That that's that 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 begs the question: Do you think that most of these rappers commit these crimes because their label is putting so much pressure on them? No, 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 not at all. No, your label would tell you go do something stupid, not go get, not go, not go to do do a felony. I think I think I I know the point Ben's trying to make. I think is it a psychological strain on them to be doing? Yeah, psychological. Because think about it, Kodak. Look at Kodak, bro. Look at Kodak. Kodak is known for doing stupid shit, bro. Like what? Like way back in 2014, he's been doing stupid shit. And I guess his label was kind of like, okay, you have to keep this persona. So it put like psychological stress on the guy, and he did some really stupid shit. I mean, think about it. But I mean, like, yeah, it's one thing to be a hood dude, but it's another to have repeat gun offenses. Like that, there's no way a label can profit off spending money on lawyers for you. It you would profit off right. the tabloids. But it would definitely profit. I feel like it would profit off the music still, though. I mean, tell that like, to T.I. Like, <laughs> the gossip in magazine campaign. Because think about all the gossip magazines. Every I time they mention about, a big artist, oh, like, a, it, the artist gets paid. I don't even know how it's legal. Question. That's an even bigger question. You think people like, like I said, when these news stories happen, does it give the the rapper free clout? Like, look at Hello You Seen, uh, DJ Academics, even though he's kind of a clown. Um, you know, just... Just look at all these news sources. It's free clout. Um, I wouldn't describe it as free clout because what they do is like, it's not hard, but it's one of those, you have to stick with that for a long period of time. Like, you know, like there's not, it's not like some TikTok clout where it's, they're actually giving away free clout. Like those are people who kind of grinded for that. And you're just seeing the fruits of their labor labor. I wouldn't. I feel like they're totally different from like a national inquirer, which is just a, a physical shit post. Like, have you seen a national inquirer headline? It is a shit post written not, by not. old people. Okay, I get what you're saying, but you don't feel like them being in these situations where they get locked up is free clout. Like, think about it: how much clout they get when they actually get out of jail? Because you have to look at it on a scale. You have to look at the opportunity. And then you have to look at how much you're gaining in clout. You're not you while you may gain clout. Think about it. How does artists really make money? They're making money off live performances. That's the main way most artists are making money, even with through a shitty deal. Like and streaming and streaming. No, no labels is no. That's that's labels. Oh, you're talking Label, about artists. You're talking, yeah, you're talking I'm talking about. about, about artists. Oh, okay, well then, yeah, it would be live performances. Yeah, because you can't perform live for years. What was it? it was like Young Thug lost out on like millions because he like missed because it was either jail time or he missed the show. It was one of the two. So it's like there's no benefit to going to jail. Like I don't like it's one thing to keep up a persona. It's another to do felonies.
Like, I feel like they're two totally different buckets. Okay, so, I, yeah, you kind of right. I don't think these labels are out here trying to tell these people to do stupid Because that doesn't even, they can't even put out music. Think about it. They can't even profit off them. The most that they're doing is getting, like, a spike in streams. That's really it. And his labels Here, hate streams. Who, here's an even better question. Do you think all these beefs within rappers are fake? Yes. Do you think, it, do you think it's all just clout? That I can't agree with. What do you think, Dart? Not all of them. I feel like not all of them. I'm saying there's actually people that like move like an actual organization. You know what I'm saying? There's actually ways that people can get their money fucked with. You know what I'm saying? Off the sun scenes. You know what I'm saying? Legally or illegally. So I I, I don't really I don't. Uh, it's a yes and a no. You know what I'm saying? Certain certain rappers, yeah. Certain rappers, no. So basically, like a case by case. Mm, yeah, basically. I just I think it's it depends on who you deal with. Like, <laughs> what if? Out of Sorry. nowhere, niggas like YK or Osiris, whatever the fuck his name is, and like. Nice, no, you said it right. Like, like those two niggas beefing, like that's like you know what I'm saying controversial, and I'm pretty sure anybody would be able to see that. That, that they're beefing for controversy in, in that alone because at the end of the day, those niggas ain't really, you know what I'm saying? I mean, YK okay, Osiris kind of dead himself. What if, like, ahead, <laughs> sorry, Morgan. this is just, no, this is just a thought I had in my head speaking about rappers and fake beef. What if, like, all the rappers meet up, like, once every couple of months and they all draw names from a hat? Whoever's name they draw, that's who they got beef with this year. <laughs> Bruh, <that's laughs> like the, like a player sorry. hater ball? <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it does feel like that sometimes. I feel like I feel like they just kind of message each other. Because sometimes like, they just come from out of nowhere, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then, and then, and then I feel like they message each other, like, "Bro, you want to do this uh, beef for clout? You know, it'll, it'll push mm-hmm. this album. You know, like I feel like they do that, and they just and you know play, play like, it off. They, people do. What they'll do is they'll play it off for a month, and then like two months later, you'll just see. Because I always see it, bro. They always make up, and they're like, "Oh, it was a misunderstanding or some shit." And I'm not saying um, everybody does that. Some of them they make up, some like maybe twenty percent of them, motherfucker. I feel like there's a lot of outstanding, there's a lot of outstanding beef in the industry. Just motherfuckers just don't have the energy to, to do it. I mean, I would like to think there's a lot of outstanding artists, but, ma'am, Hollywood's kind of fucked. The saddest thing is, I wanna, I wanna be a director, so I got to deal with them niggas regardless. Yeah, and you gotta and you gotta realize that all of this is politics, and you kind of just have to like ignore everything, bro. You can't. I feel like if you're gonna go down that route, you can't worry about who's beefing. You just you just can't get into the shit, man. I mean, think about it. You know what I mean? I forget. I'm gonna be making movies. Like, I don't. I'm letting I'm letting everyone know off rip. I don't give a damn about your prior about who you fuck with. Who who you say I can't mess with? I don't give a damn about any okay, of that. So you're kind of like you're kind of like uh, Cole Bennett. You just want to film because you like filming. Exactly. Like, like I don't care about your beef. That shit has nothing to do with me. Yeah, 
Because a lot of motherfuckers are just petty, petty motherfuckers who will lump you in just because you're doing something with someone else. Like, no, they're paying me money, unlike you. If you paid me money, I would do shit for you. So basically, you're just doing it for you're doing it for the bag in the general, the general like liking of making videos. You do yes. it for the art. Yes. You do okay. Which is which is a really good thing because if you didn't do it for the art, which I feel like some of these artists don't even do music for the art, they just do it for a, ba- a bag and clout, and then they realize how ass they are, and they're only making money because they're a fucking me. Am I right? That's literally Waka Flocka. Or at least how Waka Flocka views himself. I had to correct that really quickly. Huh? Yeah, because there's a very big difference. Like, Waka Flocka is dope. But the reason why I keep on bringing him up is that when you hear him in interviews, he's just like, yeah, I was a fucking meme, bro. I was shit. Like, that's why I moved on to House and other shit. Like, like he's out here, he's out here like eating good off like maybe I don't know a good three year run. Yeah, he's eating really good, but I feel like he tapped into another. Like you just said, he tapped into house music. I've heard him on multiple EDM songs. He tapped into a market that likes him. I feel like. Yeah. I don't think I don't think if he wouldn't have done that, I don't think he'd be eating as good as he is. Because he realized how shitty. Well, I'm not saying he. I think Waka Flocka was dope, but evidently some people didn't uh, thought he was. I mean, he does. He doesn't even like his own music. So I mean, that's not that's nothing that that can be helped. Yeah. So I guess he he figured that he was shit and he moved on to a different market because he realized he was a meme. So going back to my point, can memes actually ruin an artist? I guess in that point it could. Yeah. No, but that's self-image. That's not like. Like, you can't, what? No, that's like him being insecure. That's like a 10 out of 10 being like, a 10 out of 10 girl being like, oh, yeah, I'm ugly. Like, no, bitch, you're beautiful. You just don't think you're beautiful. Like, there's a clear difference. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of right. So maybe in a sense, memes can help help your career if you push it right. You know, if if you do something with it, I guess. If you get what I'm saying, like, cause, cause, I mean, if you look at people like uh, a person like Little Pump, he fell off, preferably because he couldn't keep the memes coming. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, also, also his album like wasn't good too. Like. Uh, yeah, but you gotta think, bro. It's 2021, bro, and unless your album is as dookie, Pump, that is. Was Little Pump good though? That's a thing. No, but. His, yeah, but. You're not, you're not getting what I'm saying though, bro. I will say this: What little what little punk drop was better than Cardi's whole fucking WLR album? Yeah, I have you. Do, you just have amnesia, like bro. I that was a rough listen. That was a rough I mean, listen. I mean, look at Gucci Gang. That's like one of his biggest hits, right? It, 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 it was a meme, but it yes. get me. Don't get me wrong. It was catchy, right? Am I right? Well, yeah. It was catchy because you would just I sing it randomly. It is catchy. I don't like it, but it is catchy. It was catchy, and that's what I mean. A hit's a hit. It doesn't matter if it's ass or it's good. It's a hit. Lucy Game was a fucking meme. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. That shit was a meme. You had to but it, 
But it it was a meme, but it I mean, it was a turn up song though. Like it has a billing use because it was used like it was so many things that it could have been like used with like niggas were making TikToks. Nah, it wasn't even TikTok type thing. But it was catchy Trailer. though. Trailers and, and all this goddamn shit, nigga. They I feel like the market pushed that shit to be catchy, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. they can do that. They can make Okay, maybe maybe they did. I listened to the song. Cuz he's like Cause you have to remember the con you have to remember the context though. He signed like a what an eight an eight he either signed an eight million or a thirteen million deal, and then after Harvard drop uh after Harvard drop ugh, after Harvard drop out flopped, they were literally they I they were literally uh, like trying to send off his deal and trying to get another label to buy him buy buy his deal, like. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. I know he fell off, but what I was trying to say is the songs that did make it big were catchy. That's that was my whole point. Yeah, the song. Yeah, but I mean, like, for him, I think it was the music. The music stopped being enjoyed by everyone, and then that's when the memes started like coming in. And I, it definitely did. His music after Gucci Gang, I was like, okay, well, okay, this kid is definitely not gonna gonna keep going up anymore. He's just gonna fall straight off, which I was right. And I mean, memes came in. the meme, I feel like the memes pushed the video to a billion views, like you said, Dark. And then after that, he just no. fell off. Who he just fell off. To that little pump anymore? No, no, no I, I, that, that was, that, I know that, but what I was saying was, is my whole point was, did, um, wait, what, what did I say, 16? Um, you're talking right now, brother. You're making me forget something. Um, you're talking about how um Little Punk is garbage. That's not what I was talking about. That's not what I was talking about. Oh, I mean that was that was what I was talking about. That didn't that nigga sorry. I can make we could dedicate a whole podcast on just shitting on him. I don't Damn. think I, I don't think he's as horrible as the W. No, that's a waste of energy. It really is, but it's a fun use of it. It kind of does. I feel like you know, I'm putting yourself in the in a in the same lane as a meme rapper is the same way as selling his fucking soul. Because at the end of the day, you're relying on other people's you know what I'm saying intake and outtake of things to do to look like you know what I'm saying. I I can't exp uh, damn. In a sense, yeah, I feel like meme, yeah, meme, memes can ruin a fucking person's career, basically. Yeah, that's how I feel. Mm. Okay. So memes definitely can ruin a person's career if you if they let it, I guess. So um, do you? Oh, that that was my point. Little Pump couldn't keep the memes coming. That that was my point. Yeah. Just just. He just ran out of ideas. That's that's what it was. Pretty much. But what can you say about Smoke Perp though? Same I mean, thing. Smoke Perp was like, writing. Smoke like, Perp was like better. Same Dude, obviously he was better. But that's not my point, bro. They were bros. They made music together. They went to shows together. I'm pretty sure they're signed to the same label. They're basically the same. I don't think. I don't, I don't think they were assigned to the same label. But he was writing a lot of his hits. Like, 
That's the thing. He was writing a lot. Of, Smoke Purple was writing a lot of his hits of Gucci. Ah, uh, that Gucci. might be true, but that doesn't stop the fact that they're in the same lane, though. I mean, damn, they're there. I saw a video the other day. They practically live together. Shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Smoke Perk might be a little bit better as Little Pump, but they're still in that same lane where they were a meme and they fell off because they ran out of ideas. But I mean, everyone. I feel like everyone took Smoke Perk more serious than Little Pump. Like, oh, yeah. way more yeah. serious. Oh, yeah. Way more. But how does, like, see, the thing is, how did, like, how did Lil Pump get, like, an $8 million deal and Smoke Perk did it? Because they sold the fuck out of Lil Pump. He was the hottest thing. And labels thought yeah. that, um, because basically labels didn't realize the value of, like, quality followers. And what I mean by that is people who, people who are actually following you because of you and your personality versus people who are just following you for your antics because remember in that whole time period there was a lot of people who were doing antics remember boat gang remember um there was a lot of antics people roaming around and he and Lil pump was one of them all right (laughs) and you're completely right but you got to realize something dark Lil pump was popping at that time like smoke perp was popping but little pump was like in the face of everybody little pump was perceived to be popping that's the thing because he had he had a ridiculous instagram count he got like 20 million and they assumed like oh okay this is at least going to be like oh like two million streams per song or and like they were doing all sorts of they were pretty much they were doing all sorts of numbers i imagine so yeah it makes sense and also they didn't they didn't under a lot of these labels are old school and they don't understand social media and Lil Pump was a uh, was a rude was a bad lesson in um in in evaluating social media and evaluating a following cuz they didn't know how to evaluate these things cuz Instagram is still like fairly new okay and you're right a lot of these labels are old school and at the time Little Pump, you know, everybody's thinking, okay, he's got this many followers. Gucci Gang's like at 200 million on YouTube. And every label was like, holy fuck, we got to sign this dude. Not realizing that it was just like a meme at the time. And that's what was popping. But it was just a meme. Think about it. What, like five months later, the dude fell off. Right after all these labels were offering him $8 million. Right? It was just a meme. And that's why I feel like certain me- a meme can ruin an artist because if that's what he built his whole persona around, what happens when people don't create memes about you anymore and they forget about you? You fall off. You fall the fuck off. Yeah, you especially gotta think humor nowadays, or at least meme humor, is so evolving. Each day something new comes out that's funnier than the next thing. So I feel like the memes can definitely ruin your career if you make it around your career. If that's what you are, you know, like Little Pump was, just a meme. Or memes could just make or break your career. Or make or Pretty break, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I just feel like it, it definitely could ruin him. Ruin it, though. Such yeah, a little, yeah. little Pump's case where, okay, he had to keep being funny. He stopped being funny. People stopped fucking with him. His music, yes, it was some hot garbage. But really, he was just a funny meme on Instagram. That's all he was. You're right. You're totally right. 
Um, do you want to go to another topic or something? Because I feel like we kind of like oh. talk this into the ground, you know? Well, yeah, I think, yeah. I think we pretty much put... Yeah, I've been kind of low-key... Loki, I've been wanting to transition for a while. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Morbid. Morbid wants to say something. My stoner thought of the day. <laughs> you guys want to hear this shit? My fucking stoner thought of the day. Hell yeah. Go ahead. All right. So, the the CIA, like, confirmed, like, there's, like, multiple realities and shit like that. And that there is a version of you that exists within each of those realities layered upon top of each other. And that you can possibly access those other realities. Mm -hmm. So then this begs the question, is there a reality where everybody is a hot dog? Yeah. Oh, and if yes. everybody is a hot dog. Amen. I, I, I... No, 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 listen. And if everybody is a hot dog, is there then a reality where people are... Hot dog eating predators. Uh, I'd imagine man. them to be bo bald eagles. Right. Bald eagles seems Wait. like they eat hot dogs. Who who gave yeah. you some? Who gave you some weed? Sixteen. Not me. I, yo, you act as if I was the one setting this up. Yo. <laughs> this is mine. Who's setting it up? <laughs> Shit. That and so many other things go on in my head, but there's my thought of so anyways, the is there a re is there a reality where people are where there's hot dog people? Anyways, to put the topic to rest so we could transition, that was uh, that was my whole point. You know, I came up with the topic. Memes can definitely ruin your career, or either make it go up. Lay that to rest. Anyways, yeah. if y'all want to talk about something else, you know why. I, I got to ask y'all this question just to hear y'all's opinion. Why is there a stigma around Discord? Why do people, why do so many people hate on Discord? What's the reason? Pedophiles. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Yo, guys, I got to go for the night. All right, cool. Okay. No problem. Right. Good night. Good having you. Good night. Um... Pretty much. I've never met anyone that hates on Discord. I only think it's a meme. Like, I only think it's remotely funny just because it's fun to make fun of a social media platform and its users. Like, it's like making fun of K-pop Twitter. Like, okay, guys, we we had you had your little fun. Hey, yeah. hey, now don't come for the K-pop Twitter people. They get mad. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, they definitely get mad, bro. They're gonna cancel us now. Yeah, they're gonna cancel oh, us after one episode. Get started. <laughs> they better cancel our channel before we gain any. We love the K-pop Twitter. But we I love mean, K-pop Twitter. But I mean, really, the podcast is kind of, kind of, uh, coming to an end. But like that, that was, in my opinion, that was a really good conversation because I feel like now like it's 2021 and i feel like artists are finally starting to see what memes can do and what they can like potentially or how they could potentially ruin your career so i feel like what a lot of people are doing now instead of being a meme they're just solely focusing on their music i feel like in my opinion or mm. they just end up on tiktok which i guess is a meme in itself yeah yeah, and you gotta think there's also artists that have learned how to use memes to their advantage. Such as Drake. 
I feel like Drake uses memes the best. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like the dude. Yeah. And he's been a meme. I mean, not on, not only like musicians, but like YouTubers, Twitch streamers. Like they know how to use the memes to their advantage, especially the YouTubers and the Twitch streamers, because they're so deeply embedded within the meme community. Yeah, it's basically how they make money, you know, just being popping and stuff. Not, not even gonna. There are some hilarious YouTuber memes out there that <clears throat> trend for days, even weeks sometimes. How like a uh, Soldier Boy, um, uh, like Soldier Boy playing uh, Warzone. Oh my god. Yeah, I know exactly. Or the um, oh gosh, Jake, what was the example that we gave? That was a good example of a funny meme that just lives on. Um, Alinity giving alcohol to her cat. No, oh, it's the um, um, you know the one I'm talking about. Vape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It's, wait, say that again. Do you know the one I'm talking about? You posted it in, was it in rap quotes? Yeah. You're talking the about the the don't. Oh yeah, that, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Mario Judah. That, that was, yeah, that's Mario Judah. That's a perfect example. I'm sorry, that's so funny, because all the videos that have come from that, and people are like, "Wait, where's that from?" And then they look it up, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, the song's not bad." Yeah, and I feel like that just it's just free clout. But, I mean, very much i think i think we handled that that topic very well though it was interesting to hear more of it i i knew nothing about the britney <laughs> spears situation really i would i haven't thought about britney spears since i was like 14 bro Dude, she, was like, she it oh my gosh there was there's so much that goes into her life that poor girl she is like just now getting her freedom wasn't there like a documentary made on her recently yeah there was Ooh. That's definitely like crazy. It's actually like, pretty good. I highly recommend to go watch it. I like. I. I mean, just to think of what labels really could do back then, like, cause I mean, the internet was popping, but like when she was around, bro, nobody was making videos on how these such as like there was not anybody yeah. making videos on how labels are fucking people over. There was no videos like that. It was just mainly like, okay, labels have all control. Nobody's talking about it, so they were controlling these motherfuckers like hardcore. Like, I feel bad for artists back in 2002, bro. Like, I don't even want to know what they what they did behind the scenes, bro. Like, that's crazy. I mean, you think you think it would be horrible to be an artist signed to a label in 2002? 16? I mean, I feel like it would be worse the farther you go back. Like, imagine people who are in, like, I would say, like, the 70s, 80s, like, even the 90s, oh. like... That was probably horrible, bro. They probably had to control everything. Actually, you, you know what? I would imagine in the 70s and 80s, it probably wasn't that bad. Really? Because Why do you say that? Think about it. Well, you got to think about it. In the 70s and 80s, that was when the rise of like rock music was starting to like come into play. Mm-hmm. You're right. You do have a point. And it's, and I'm, I'm not. This isn't true for all cases. But for the for the rock music that I listen to, it's really hard. It was really hard for the producers to try to squash anything they did, you know, to try to control them because the whole point about you know rock music was to not be controlled. 
Yeah, because I feel like you're kind of right, though. Because back in the 70s, like, like rock stars were just doing some crazy shit. Like, it was like, it's like they weren't controlled. Exactly. Like, nobody was forcing them to do a line of, I don't even know if I can really say this with rice in here, but, uh. What? No, that's fine. Like, doing a line of coke and then going I mean, on stage yeah, or. That's what you had like, to say. Look at Ozzy Osbourne, for, look at Ozzy Osbourne, for instance. He is literally known as, like, the Prince of Darkness. And the man has done some absolutely insane shit, has done more drugs than anybody has ever known. And do you honestly think a producer has tried to look him square in the eyes and control what he does with his music? He ate a bat's head off. That motherfucker can do whatever he the wants. Man, the man. That, that's, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like 70s to maybe early 90s, it wasn't that bad. But I feel like when it hit 99, 2000, that's when niggas was like, or labels was doing some crazy shit, like controlling It's when everybody. they learned that they could. Yeah, it's, it's when because they had... I feel like, yeah, I feel like back then it was kind of like, okay, we're making money, let's let them experiment. Then it got to where it's like, oh, if we do this with this artist, we can make this type of money. I, I feel like that's where it went. What do you think, 16? Mm. Wait, repeat that again? Sorry. I was saying, I was saying, like, I feel like back then, 70s to maybe early more like more like early 80s because i feel like they started kind of learning then i feel like it was more along the lines of okay we're making money off this this is weird we're just going to experiment and let the artists do whatever the fuck they want as long as they make music we're good and then the, the label started learning what to do to make more money because you know greed greed sets in it's a human instinct for most people when you get to that point you're like okay i want more money so the label started learning, okay, if we control this, if we control this, if we control this, we can make a ton of more money. If we can control their assets, we can make even more money. I'd argue you know? that greed's always been there because you have to remember, the music label is a very powerful industry that has been around since at least the 1900s, I want to say, if not farther back. Yeah, it's an, it's an fucking institution. You have to keep that in mind. So, granted, that I'd argue that greed has always been there, but it's just channeled in different ways. Because either way, if you sign a deal, you're basically signing a loan. You always have to remember that. So, purely off that, I'm pretty sure there were a lot of people who were getting screwed over in these deals and just didn't know that. Because I'd imagine, like, I'd I'd imagine the industry the industry would be was way more hush hush back then than it is now, because a lot of people openly discuss their um their situations that 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 they're in as like creators. Yeah, I feel like it was more hush hush back then, but nonetheless, though, I feel like it was not as bad in the seventies. I just feel like it was. I don't think it was as bad as what happened to Britney Spears. Or yeah, I mean, like I'm Jackson. pretty sure you can find a horror story if because, you search like, if, hard enough. Like, if you look at Michael Jackson, I watched his documentary. This motherfucker, when he was, I think it was, what, 50 years old before he died or some shit? They mm -hmm. wanted him, they wanted him to do a crazy amount of shows within two months. Now, imagine, bro, you're 50 years old. I'm not saying a 50-year-old couldn't do it. I mean, if but anyone could label, do it, it's Michael Jackson. I don't think he could have done it. I feel like he would have passed out. He would have quit or something. Because you got to realize this dude was not in good good condition, bro. He just, 
I mean, he might have looked like it, bro, but the dude was on drugs. There was a lot of things going on. But yeah. his label, nonetheless, didn't give a fuck. They were like, fuck it, dude. We want you to do this amount of shows because he was making crazy amount off shows, and I'm sure the label was getting some type of cut. And it's just it just goes to show you, like, these labels don't give a fuck, man. Like, they just want the money. Like, this dude was going to perform a crazy amount of shows every day. Like, I think two to three shows a day. For two well, months, some crazy. Some crazy I'm not going to lie. I kind of knew he was out the window. Purely, like, window, purely for, for purely out the fact that, like, you remember when he made that, like, uh, tour out, uh, that tour, um, documentary, and he called it This Is It? Yeah. No one, and I repeat, no one calls something This Is It and expects to have more than a year doing whatever they're doing. And that thing he was doing was apparently living. I get what you're saying. And that was the tour I was talking about. That tour was expected to do a crazy amount of shows. For a 50-year-old man, that's pretty tough, bro. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're not, they weren't working him or they weren't in the right. But what I am saying is that, like... Like, like greed is a human... Like, greed is a sin. Like... It's defined as like a human sin, you know, like it's one of the seven deadly sins. It's been around for a long time. And I don't I don't believe any business or entity starts off pure like it's like money. Money drives everything. It's one of those things you just have to acknowledge. Because unfortunately, you need money to often survive. Yeah, exactly. As an artist and a business. That's the truth, man. The the shit will go to like the shit we will go to to make money is just insane, man. Cause I argue, I always argue like things have always been bad. We just didn't know they were bad because of things like the internet and thing. Yeah, you're completely right. Yeah, yeah you're you're kind like of right. I'd argue, I'd argue we've always lived in a shit world. Like we just didn't know it was shitty. Well, we did, and we just chose to ignore it. I mean, how are you? Because, like, how are you gonna find out about stuff like this, like back, like back then, like word, word, of, word of mouth, and you would, you wouldn't expect it to. Be <laughs> that like motherfucker that. wasn't traveling far. <laughs> I, but, but you're not getting me though. I've talked to really old people from like 19, whatever the fuck, and they were like, man, from my era, bro, like, I, you know, they're like, we didn't have internet and stuff, but everything was word of mouth, and believe me, people knew stuff. But obviously you're not. Oh, niggas was writing letters. Yeah, was writing letters. You wouldn't think that, but people actually wrote letters back then, bro. Mm -hmm. Damn, I was being sarcastic. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta think, bro. Like, there's always been a way for communication, bro. Mm -hmm. There's always been a. I mean, even if it was, we gotta we gotta ride on a camel for two days. Believe me, they knew what the fuck happened down at that castle at that time. (laughs) Like, you get what I'm saying? I mean, I do got a point. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah, you do got a point. There always has been communication in, you know, mm. some way, shape, or form. And maybe it wasn't the internet, and we didn't have it in two point five seconds. But I guarantee you, they knew. Even if it took a year, they finally figured it out. I mean, just think about it. Think about it this way, though. You think, like, 
if you think back, like, if a war were to break out right now, bro, it would just be broadcasted, like, two days before. We're going to war. So I mean, NAM was broadcasted, so yeah. <laughs> like, we, we would already know, like, okay, they're coming to us. We're coming to them. So it ain't even really, like, a sneak attack anymore. It's just more like a, we know. No, I mean, no, you can still have a sneak attack. I mean, even with as much as information we do have today, I mean, you could still get the one up on a motherfucker, you know. Again, it's a lot harder to do now, but you might be able to. I mean, like another Pearl Harbor can happen any moment. I don't think it could. Not with the United States. I don't think it could. And, yeah. and my my point of that is, is we're we're watching like twenty four seven on that shit, bro. I don't know. I just feel like we we just we. I don't think it could happen again. Not maybe it. Even if it did, I feel like we would know about it, so it would be squashed right then. It wouldn't be like a Pearl Harbor, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, we uh, uh, we should definitely wrap this up soon, man. It was a it was a good uh good first episode. Yeah, definitely. We should we should get uh you know soon I'm gonna be able to have my setup and I'm gonna start streaming and we'll do videos soon. Yeah. We just did did voice this time, but uh you know if you like our podcast, uh, please subscribe. You know, follow us on our Discord, and you know, uh, more videos coming. Yes, sir. Um, please follow the Twitch. Um. We, in the future, we plan on turning the Moonfolk Den into a group channel. I'm making content specifically for that and for other platforms soon. Just uh, give us time. And soon with the podcast, we will have our own setups. So you will see our own fates and not our avatars for most of us, except for Morbid. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I hope everyone really enjoyed hope- this you guys enjoyed it yeah pretty much no it's all good i mean this awkwardness (laughs) is not gonna like stay i mean it's our first episode so no it's our first one like it's all good did you stop stop it oh no i kept it in there i just wanted that i just wanted everyone to know that but yeah i'm gonna stop it now um thanks for watching bye bye thanks for watching